For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.12, Party Foul, where we are covering the novel Grave Peril. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Chapter 24. Michael and Dresden arrive at Bianca's party, where they meet Thomas of House Wraith of the White Court. They are officially announced at the party, where Dresden reveals he is dressed in a vampire costume. We left off with possible timeline-changing decisions in the last chapter. Maybe, maybe not, probably less so, but I can see where the potential lies. And they're freaking out because Michael's lost his sword and his wife is in trouble and the baby is sick and Harry's had a bite. And he finally convinces him to... to sorry, Harry had a bite taken out of him. Um, and then Michael's like, I don't know, maybe I should just be home with my family. And he's like, no, no, no. And Michael's like, next step. And Harry's like, party. <laughs> Everybody just chill. Everybody just chill. We're going to take a moment. So, yeah. So we start with them parked outside the mansion. And, you know, Michael's like, so tell me again, Harry. Why is this a good idea to go to a masquerade with a bunch of monsters? <laughs> and right there, you're like, I just feel like this is going to be a good chapter. <laughs> Well, Michael, the entire book has been talking about tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to think maybe it's time to pay attention to (laughs) Yeah, he also asks why, why, why Bianca? Why Bianca? Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, he's like, we know there's been something stirring it up. And, you know, it was kind of vague before, but now all of a sudden Lydia, who is a completely random odd man out kind of a thing now there's a connection between her and the vampire like specifically like bianca's right hand twits um and um so he's like i'm gonna guess somebody in there is working it and he figures he can identify that icky gross cold burning magic psychic impression the psychic impression yeah because as we've only seen a little bit but harry i mean it kind of got brought up at the beginning of this book when he met with lydia that as a wizard and a practitioner of the arts he can get a sense of other people's aura and practitioners have little tingly bits and things like that depending on their strength and whatever so he figures he can get close enough to sense or touch and get a sense that way and figure out what's going on so they're also Michael's also concerned that the that the nightmare didn't immediately come after seeing as Dresden just pissed it off and bound it to him and can't do anything else. He's like, Why didn't it come after you the second the sun went down and try and kill you so they can go around finish killing everybody else? And mm. Harry's like, I don't know, maybe I scared it <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Hopefully But yeah, so of course Michael starts having his is the morality of it you know he's like we're gonna go in there like it's a vampire party shit's not gonna be kosher and i can't just stand by and my and harry's like hey we're not here to pick a big fight like we can't go rampaging in and save the day like that's you know we've been invited there's rules there's hospitality there's you know if i go in as a guest i have to behave like a guest right so um so we can't just go in and you know blow up 
you can't just go raid the place. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, and Michael's like, well, that's well and fine, but I'm not beholden to the laws of hospitality here, you know, and if shit's going down, I'm not going to stand around and, and, and do nothing. And Harry's like, okay, I get you. Like, I really do, but please, <laughs> like, just please just stand there. And watch my back. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> and, and Michael still, I mean, again, this is Michael's a man of his word, man of principle. He's like, I'm still not making any promises. But, you know, and then he's like, let's let's do a prayer before we go in. And he's like, would you pray with me? And Harry's like, what? And I just, I love this. He's like, you don't have to do anything. Just sit there. And, yeah. Sit there, look pretty, and don't do anything. Yeah, and just totally throws it back on, throws his words back at him. I love that like, moment. It was really funny. I know. He's all like, what? And he's like, you don't have to do anything, Harry. Just sit there and... Don't talk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's like, just please don't get us killed. So, yeah, yeah, you don't just say anything. Just be quiet and stay out of the way. Um, so, yeah, so they have a little... Pr- and then this is another cute scene. So they get out and they're walking down the street. And he's like, uh, Michael didn't want to park. Or didn't want to do, like, the valet parking. And he's like, I guess I wouldn't want to leave my car with, like, a blood-sucking fiend of the night either. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, Good safety protocol. Good safety protocol. But, you know, again, Michael's like, mm, quick getaway. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's fair, too. So they walk to the pair of gates and enter. And about there, as they are about to enter, a limo pulls up with mm-hmm. a beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. He was tall, pale as a statue. Sable, sable hair fell in tousled curls to his shoulders. He was dressed in a pair of opalescent butterfly wings that rose from his shoulders, fastened to him by some mysterious mechanism. He wore white leather gloves, their cuffs decorated in winding silver designs, and similar designs were set around his calves down to his sandals. At his side hung a sword delicately made. The only other thing he had was a loincloth of some some soft white cloth. He had the body for it. Muscle, but not too much of it. Good set of shoulders. And the pale skin wasn't darkened anywhere by a hair. Hell's bells. I noticed how good he looked. <laughs> yeah, you did, Harry. Hell's bells, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> you really noticed. So, and we should, right before this, actually, too, we should mention, they also describe... Michael, when they get out of the car, and he's in full Night of the Cross gear. Yeah. He's got, like, armor, basically, on his chainmail. He's got um, his cloak with the big red cross cross emblazoned on it. It fastens with, like, a chain across it. He's got, like, a helmet. helmet. He doesn't have the sword, but he's got uh, daggers and, like, you know. And and, and Harry's like, uh, could you be any more obvious? And he's like, hey, I am what I am. This is my outfit. This is my uniform. This is, you know, if you want us to come in costume, this is. And then, so, yeah. So then we find out. So, um, yeah. So this gentleman gets out of the car with an equally good-looking girl who's dressed in nothing but a few flower petals and a very short skirt um and yeah introduces himself as thomas wraith of the white court and his date justine um so we find out that's partially why he's so damn good looking fuckers a vampire (laughs) so unfair advantage and and Harry's kind of like white court, and Michael jumps in with like, oh, there's white court, red court, black court. And Harry's like, I knew that. Yeah, I think like, that's the first time <laughs> that they ever mention the the, the the dimmer of different types of courts that they have. Yeah, so he sort of mentioned before that Bianca's are red, but never explained what that meant or told us that there was other ones or anything, you know, because he, he sort of mentions um, when he goes to see her before. So, yeah, so this is why we're like, wait, there's a red court and there's like a white court. And so, yeah, Michael kind of, and Thomas fills us in a little bit. And it's just so I love Harry. He's like, I knew that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then um, Thomas is like, well, for all intents and purposes, it's really just two. Like, oh gosh, the poor blacks aren't doing so good. And doesn't sound at all upset by that. So real quick, uh, as you said, Thomas and uh, his escort, Justine. Justine. Do you know where Justine got her name from? Oh, I feel like I've heard this. Or you told me Justine, 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 Justine Bateman. No. No. So Justine is from the book Justine, or its original title, The Misfortune of Virtue. Oh. Which was written by Marquis de Sade. Oui, oui. Oh. And Marquis de Sade is where we got the term sadism from. Yes. Because essentially the book Justine is about a 12-year-old girl. Well, in the when the book starts, she's a 26-year-old young woman standing in front of court trying to plead for her innocence. And throughout the story, while she's in court, she's telling the story of her life. And it's essentially from the age of 12 onward how she just kept falling into these sexually abusive situations with man after man after man. Oh, God. Which led to Crazy. this life. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's who Justine shares her name with. Completely random. It yes. bears nothing on Justine herself. <laughs> no. So who Michael quickly describes look. is not even 19 yet. Yeah, don't don't look <laughs> yeah. for any deeper meaning there. Thomas is about 30 right now. <laughs> yeah, we he's, he's about five years older than Harry. Yeah, so he's in and about 30 right now. 30, 31, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so Harry is <clears throat> not drooling, although he carefully wipes his mouth just in case. But, but yeah, that's Michael's point. He's like, Harry, come on, like, she can't be 19. <laughs> Being like, um, and then, again, we don't get to know, but Thomas is like, you've got a very interesting costume, Harry. Like, you're going to get quite a start. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, thank you. So, so again, Thomas gives us a little bit of the exposition and stuff like that that we need. He's like, have you been to one of these? No, here's what you need to know. Here's what's going to happen. So Harry knows, we know. Very cool. Thanks very much, Thomas. And Thomas is just, again, like, he just, he's, he's... A little bit of that flair, like, 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 obviously, kind of a little bit of a disregard for authority. Jim Butcher had a hard task, I think, with introducing Thomas, and he did a very good job. Yeah, because quite frankly, you know, as we'll soon to discover about Thomas, why he's so integral to the story. But for right now, it's essentially, you know, Random Butcher had vampire. to introduce a vampire that we all like. Yeah, which you know, right. was a bit of a task considering you know Kelly and Kyle and Bianca thus far. Right, and so. again, you know, just Dresden's predisposition for not monsters? being friendly with yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> being friendly with anyone. Vampire, well, that too, but you know, monsters, vampires, bad, mm -hmm. right? But yes, but Thomas is like just a little bit cheeky and mm -hmm. I don't know, and sushi. And you're like, yeah. ha, 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 he's funny. I like. He's him. got a he's, great sense he's of humor. Snarky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he goes toe to toe with the sarcasm with the. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so they find out they're going to go, they're going to get introduced, they're going to get to mingle, she's going to give him a gift, he's like, a gift, and Thomas is like, hello, she's the hostess, of course yeah. she's going to give him And, you know, me as the poor people are like, or, well, our just society, too, maybe, or whatever it is that's a little bit, you know, we normally bring a gift when we go to somebody's house, and then there's that other side of it where if people are throwing a party, they're supposed to give a gift to you or whatever, and I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter, because I'm usually poor enough, I can't even afford to do either, so... <laughs> I do like that Thomas is like going out of his way to ex explain to Dresden 
court. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we needed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's we big, and Harry. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically is what it boils down to. But thankfully, Harry conveniently has not attended a formal court function before, so it gives him a really good excuse to give us that rundown, so that we all know what's going on, including Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also says he's surprised to see him. Um, because he's like, word had it that you refused, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't gonna come, but, you know, things changed, business, and he's like, oh, business, um, he's like, you're here on business, and he's like, something like that, and that's kind of the line that keeps coming up here, because Thomas looks at Michael, and he's like, oh, you're dressed as a Knight Templar, or whatever, and he's like, something like that, and here he's like, oh, you're here on business, and Harry's like, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So again, like, Tom, and again, you get that Thomas isn't, you know, a total idiot or anything like that, right? He kind of gives him a look and is like, okay, you don't want to tell me. Whatever. Like, he can tell that Harry's like... Right off that comment of, I'm something here for business, he instantly offers his bare hand to Thomas. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like, I tried to casually take my glove (laughs) off. Yeah, he's like, Thomas kind of looks at him and is like, whatever, shakes his hand and he... (laughs) You know, and Harry's like, okay, well, let's go. And he's like, so I passed the test. And Harry's like, what test? <laughs> <laughs> he's very perceptive. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. And Tom's like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> he's like, whatever you say. <laughs> I did like that moment. Why, why, he's, when Dresden asked him why he's helping him. Like, uh, why, why should I not help you? You're a vampire. <laughs> so I am. But I'm afraid I'm not a terribly good one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or maybe I'm just lying. Or maybe I'm just lying. <laughs> it's a good moment. And then party, party time. Party, yeah. party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we determined that Thomas is clean. Thomas is not the one doing all the creepy, spooky magic. So, all right. And um, so Thomas and Justine go up and through. So they come up into, like, this big guest hall. And there's, like, curtains and everything. Because, of course, why not? You're a vampire. You might as well... You know, go yeah, the whole she's redone yards. the whole place. Redone too. the whole yeah, since he was there and visited, and now it's all decked out. So, yeah, they basically you know curtains part, and they come out with like the spotlight, and somebody you know have to yeah hands over the invitation. So you get the little announcer dude that comes out, Mister Harry Dresden and guest from the White Council. You know, mm-hmm. his little um oh who is the little the seahorse? <laughs> I just only mentioned the little seahorse and a uh, little mermaid. That does all the announcing for like King Triton and stuff oh, like yes. that. The little with his little trumpeting seahorse nose kind of thing. <laughs> Lord Triton. But anyways, so they go through and on the days and then everything just like falls silent. Like they step out, big bright light they can't see, and like the whole party just goes <laughs> hushed. <sighs> And this was one of the, be- like, reading this in the book was one of the best moments. I'm sure this was, like, an out loud of, like, yes, oh, my God, of course you did. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, oh, shit, we're fucked. So, yeah, we finally get to discover. Um, so, and kind of, I think they mentioned to you, like, some of the, like, because they come into, like, the guard, like, an honest-to-God guardhouse, and everybody's kind of giving them the side eye and looks and things like that, but they're all just servants and hired hands so nobody has like confronted him or said anything yet but we've already got the sense that he's getting eyeballed a lot right mm-hmm. um and then he's like yeah he's like i shut my shoulders to get my cape to fall into place correctly tattered red lining flashing against the black cotton exterior the collar of the thing came up high on either side of my face the spot glared off of the painted gold plastic medallion i wore at my throat the worn powder blue tux beneath it could have made an appearance at someone's prom in the 70s. 
um, the servants at the party had better tuxes than I did. <laughs> so the whole thing goes quiet. And then Michael leans over and he's like, I can't believe you came dressed as a vampire. <laughs> and then Harry just, the chair, like it just keeps getting one step better, one step. And he's like, not, and he's talking about because he's got the plastic, plastic teeth in his butt. Like, not just any vampire, cheesy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you would. You're like about to face off with literal mortal enemies here. One woman that has sworn to get revenge on you, a whole party of her cohorts, some other mysterious magic worker that you don't know who, what, or how is involved, and you're still going to go in there with, like, a major fuck you, Bianca. <laughs> well done, what? sir. Well done. Oh, my God. I, just, I remember how Camera pan to Thomas, who's grinning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, know I, I remember just fucking, like, like, having a huge grin on my face too yeah. reading this I was like oh my god yeah you did and then yeah so while everything else and then, then Harry and Michael's like he's like I think you may have upset them and he's like what like it's not that bad and then he's like um, you may have you may have peeved them or he's like I think you just insulted everyone here and he's like I'm here to find a monster not make nice but again I'm like again you just go beyond of like not being nice to purposely poking the bear yeah. <laughs> He's like, I never wanted to come. And he's like, all the same. I think you've peeved them off. Peeve, peeve, how bad can peeved be? <laughs> Fucking Harry. Well, first it's uh, from the courtyard below came several distinctive sounds, a few hisses. Oh. The rasp of steel as several, some, some, someone's knives, drew knives, or maybe swords. The <laughs> yeah. nervous click clack of someone with a semi-automatic working the slide. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. Michael shrugged his clothes and he sensed more than saw him put his hands on the hilt of his knives. I think we're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, just how peeved is peeved. <laughs> Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 25 Thomas cleverly diffuses this tense situation over Dresden's costume. Michael and Dresden begin to mingle and are joined by Kyle and Kelly, who make an uncomfortable scene. Thomas returns to tell Dresden the wine has been poisoned a minute too late. It's a very kind way of you putting it. They're joined. They're basically accosted by Kyle and Kelly. But, <laughs> but yes. To continue, yeah, so they've just come up, and um, yeah, Thomas Thomas laughs and is like, I always heard the red court was really hospitable. I can't wait to go and tell my dad how lovely you've been. So Bianca's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, <laughs> and right, reputation, and has to, you know, so thankfully, as you say, he very cleverly diffuses the, t and then Harry's like, I mean, it, it was a costume party, I was supposed to come as something I'm not, right? Like, I'm sorry <laughs> if I, I misunderstand. misunderstand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bianca's basically like, I fucking hate you, but fucking you're right. So, yeah, so thankfully, then Bianca's like, well, alright, let's there, you know, I think she has some, oh yeah, she makes some vague 
she, she, she like says something about his taste, and then she's like, "Oh, we'll you know, like his taste in fashion or whatever." And then she's like, "Oh, we'll see how you taste." And yeah, and then basically like you know, like oh, people can change their mind. Let's see if yours changes. And he's like, "Oh shit, she's because you know, yeah, we yeah. already know he's gonna have mind altering changes from the vamps and stuff like that." So reads between like, the lines and figures out that she's just giving everybody permission to yeah. fuck his shit up. Yeah, and. Again, I'm sympathetic, and I think being way far on the outside, it's fucking hilarious. But at the same time, you're like, well, really, Harry? Like, I don't want to say you brought this on yourself, but you brought this on. <laughs> <laughs> it would have happened even if he'd shown up in a respectable I, outfit. I sub- you know, yeah, but that's... <laughs> he would have found another way to ostracize him, I'm sure. Still, but they it's already de- like, didn't you, like him. You just make it easy for yeah. you know? Like, I guess it's like, you don't even need sure, to be able yeah. to work for it. Here's a just... shovel for you to dig that hole deeper. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. So, yeah. So, the spotlight goes off, and so he goes down and has another little interaction and stuff with... with Thomas, so he's like, oh, thanks. And he's, and then Thomas is, he's like, oh, my. He's like, that was marvelous, Harry. Can I call you Harry? He's like, no. He's like, but I did feel kind of bad because Thomas was like being nice to me. So he's like, but thanks. And he's just, Can I call you Harry? No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. He, we couldn't have it descending to general brawl now, could we? We can't. We couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. There would be far less few opportunities to seduce and deceive and backstab. Oh, uh, yes, you've got a point. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's basically, you know, as Justine has wandered off and somebody's talking to her and chatting her up, so Thomas excuses himself. Um, and, yeah, Harry and, and Michael decide, and they, they notice already. So they th- think we get a, a quick um, scope of the courtyard. There's, like, people in black, there's people in red, there's people in black with bits of red on them. And they kind of suss out these are, you know, Harry's like, oh, are they, like, junior vamps and... Uh, Michael's like I think more like easy meal so you've got the you know apparently it's all the kids and party goers in black and they're all snorting things and taking pills and drinking and mm-hmm. you're right moving off into the shadow because you know the courtyard's partially lit with all these lights but of course all these dark shadowed edges around it right and then the ones with like yeah red collars or wristbands or things are kind of marked as like the pet ones or whatever that I guess will get yeah. to be the cattle. The cattle. And then the vampires themselves are the ones that are, like, fully dressed in scarlet and stuff like that and whatever. Because that's not costumes. cliche for a red court. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's perfectly, that's why they're near. Yeah, exactly. So they start to notice that they're also being, like, encircled already. Yeah. The vamps are already kind of circling the wagons and closing they're in. They're being surrounded. Yeah, so they're like, uh, so they decide maybe we'll head to the refreshment table and, you know, get our backs up against something. So they head over there and, yeah, just before they can get it, the Barbie twins. <sighs> Kyle and Kelly make their appearance. Mm-hmm. Kelly is looking a little... <laughs> little worn for wear though <laughs> just just a little bit she's mostly covered up she's got a mask and a bodysuit but he's like i think you know like he's like you can see the lower half of her face looks like it might be a little puckered around <laughs> and, and of course he asked uh, you know oh, hey hitting the, hitting the tanning bed a little too hard there were you <laughs> i just love that whole interaction is so catty and so, so catty. sarcastic yeah, the tanning bed one yeah. why didn't why didn't susan sh- show up she had to wash her hair mm-hmm <laughs> But my, yeah, I did like bad. that. You know, I had no idea you were into men. What can I say? They're so big and strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? like, they just make me feel so manly. <laughs> um, 
But exactly. And then, yeah, Michael just looking uncomfortable. And again, so Kelly, because she's obviously a fucking idiot and just can't learn to leave Dresden alone. But yeah, she, of course, starts putting the moves on. And, um, you know, Michael's Harry and he's like, she's he's married. And she's like, oh, we all know what that's worth in this day and age, you know, like, yeah, she's like, oh, dressed up like a knight templar and again they're like something like that (laughs) (laughs) no not quite not quite yeah she tries touching his michael's arm yeah and bursts into flame (laughs) yeah she can't catch a break she she? she can give him a kiss so she first sees him (laughs) and um she's like she she sidles up to michael and is all you know thrusting her chest out and thing you know looking all sexy and cute and and um, she's like, oh, can I give him a kiss? And that's when Michael is just like, Harry. And he's like, he's married. And she's like, oh, well, don't worry. You know, she's like, you'll, you'll love it anyways. Everyone does. And, and Michael, again, like, you got to admire his um, equilibrium. Or what, you know, like, he's just, like, the lady's too caught. You know, like, here she's, like, doing, you know, totally trying to come on to him and tell him that, like, oh, it doesn't matter. You'll like it anyways if we make out and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, you get to party like it's your last night on Earth. And he's just like, the young lady's too kind, you know, <laughs> instead of being, like, fuck off, Tramper. And, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> still pretty cordial for <laughs> yeah well exactly he's still the up uh, the 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for not the epitome of a gentleman what am i looking for something like that you guys are useless to me anyways <laughs> but yeah the uh <laughs> the very essence of yeah whatever anyways uh, she basically admonishes she- dresden for dragging in a poor defenseless mortal. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you had me thinking you might be a true Knight Templar. And then Dresden's like, no, not a Knight Templar. And so, yeah, she freaking makes the move on him and literally like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> yeah, she just gets that whole... So, like she, just, girl. She just keeps stepping in it. <laughs> right? Exactly. She doesn't learn. Like, she's messed with Dresden. Like, first they show up and kind of try a little backdoor in case she can get at him when they drop off the invitation. And he literally fucking sends a windstorm, like, to get them, like, <laughs> blow. And literally messes them up and wrecks their clothes. And then they run into him at the van with Lydia. And he manages to, you know, smash a window and rain some sunlight down on her. And now here, she's like, well, let's just keep going. <laughs> Zap. Let, yeah. And friggin' touches Harry's friend and it literally comes on. So Kelly don't learn. Kelly don't learn <laughs> at all. Like, it's bad enough you're taunting him. Like, just quit touching things and be, like, you know, just <laughs> leave well enough alone. Look with your eyes, Kelly. Uh, and so I love how Michael, he's like, Michael looked vaguely embarrassed. He's like, cause, yeah, because Harry's all like, oh my god, like that's so cool. I'm impressed. He's like, yeah, no, it's like that sometimes. He's embarrassed. Like, oops, I'm sorry, my lightning went off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not really the ex- reaction we were expecting from you, Michael. But okay. <laughs> oh, anti evil wards. My bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So he's like, yeah, but again, it's a great line, right? He's like, well, let that be a lesson you hands off the fist of God. And I'm like, it really just is. It's a power. Powerful, like, nickname, title, description. (laughs) Like, just this fist of God is like. Um, So, yeah, so now they're pissier. And, you know. Of course, Dresden has to, uh, you know, put the nail in the coffin for for the the whole scene by being a total dick and making a toast. 
Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, Kyle tries to smooth things over. Just like Here's to hospitality. Hands them wine goblets. Yeah, exactly. Right. But he's, he's like, um, you know, Kelly or whatever. She's like, this isn't over. One way or another. Like, he's like, shoo, shoo, go away. We have to mingle. <laughs> you know, like, just totally dismissing her, right? And then, yeah, exactly, as they're all being. But it did. The, the Blast of Lightning did succeed in, in, you know, people start taking a second look about. Whoa. So he notices they're not. But, yeah, he's like, to hospitality. And everyone's like, uh, <laughs> uh, cheers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it had that Gulps benefit. The whole yeah, wine down. chugs his wine down. And, and Michael, of course, being Michael, just takes this token sip because, you know, he's. Michael is going to keep his head about him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I love that he's like, um, Thomas then, yeah. Thomas then comes rushing up. Oh, good, I caught you just in time. Don't drink the wine. Oh, shit, wait. <laughs> Which, like, should have been the most obvious thing in the world. Like, I know. I don't think you should have needed to be uh, be told that, you know? I always kind of felt that, too. Because I'm pretty sure, again, the first time I read it, I was like, Harry, don't. And I was like, oh, maybe it's... Because, again, sometimes when the character does something you're like oh it must be okay because you know if it was going to be poisoned harry would have caught it beforehand or something right like you're not going to let the main character be poisoned he has to survive but yeah but it's just like i guess harry was trusting a little too much in (laughs) these laws of hospitality and it's again it's like you've been saying the whole time they're going to try and find some underhanded way of so you'd think he would be a little bit extra cautious but at the same time he's like so right he's like totally thumbing his nose at yeah that hubris just gets him totally just Uh pissing off kyle and kelly he's totally like whatever i can eat and drink anything here like you know again like i think i don't know if michael was necessarily 100 percent, you know erring on the side of caution that it might be poisoned or anything i'm more just going to believe that it's more like basically i'm on duty i'm not going to drink yeah right and you know well, on top of that though like like kyle and kelly handed them the glasses handed them the glasses and they're the ones who poisoned him like one day ago yeah like i mean admittedly <laughs> i think he does see them like pick it off the table and hand, you know what i mean but even still it's like yeah, your enemies just handed this to you it's and like way to go persephone Oh, had to right. have that uh, right. pomegranate seed, didn't you? Right? Like, yeah, there's just so many things that you're just like, Harry, seriously? Like, you're talking about Kelly not learning. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Dresden. I think we discussed some of that in the last chapter, too. Just make a plan once in a while, Harry. And, you know, it's like you're so smart and you know so much, but you just have to keep doing the stupid things over and over and over again before you finally learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, oops. Uh, I got you just in time. In time for what? To warn you, he said. He flicked a hand at the refreshments table. The wine is poisoned. <laughs> oh. This concludes our episode 8.12, Party Foul. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalis.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs>